why iOS 11 is great for podcasts and podcasting. Welcome to The Audacity to Podcast, episode 324. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch and improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. Apple released iOS 11 on September 19th, and it's for iPhones, iPads, and some iPod touches as well. And it brings many new features to support podcasting and improve podcast consumption as well. So in this episode, I want to share with you what I think you should love about iOS 11. I know a lot of us don't like change. And certainly you'll see people complaining that, oh, such and such is horrible because it's different. That's the main complaint is it's different. There are legitimate complaints in other places, like maybe a feature was removed, a feature was hidden, moved, something like that. And Apple isn't trying to make the most complete, most advanced operating system interface They're trying to make the easiest to use interface that can do the most with the least amount of knowledge on the user's part. They're trying to make it intuitive and innovate in the space. So while you might not have all the advanced controls you might have on other platforms or you might not have had in previous versions of iOS, ultimately this is helping the space because especially as it comes to podcasts, if we can make things easier for the consumer that's a big win. Yes, you may not get all the features that you love for podcasts and podcasting, but if it means bringing more people to consume podcasts and making it easier for them, that's so much better. So I have several things to share with you why I think iOS 11 is great for podcasts and podcasting. Improvements for consuming podcasts, new and upcoming Siri integrations, easier rating and reviewing, easier podcast recommendations, analytics for podcasters, and better tools for creators. If you'd like to follow along in the show notes, then tap inside your app or go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash iOS 11. First, improvements for consuming podcasts. Most of Apple's improvements to the podcast app in iOS 11 are designed to improve the experience for the users, maybe not the power users. And That might be when you would want to use a different podcast app. I personally like Overcast. And just last week, my Overcast subscription renewed because I pay for Overcast. I am a premium subscriber to Overcast. And it renewed at something like $10 for the year. And I was totally okay with that because I get so much value from that app. And the app is now free, but I pay extra to get some extra features. Like the uploading feature alone, I used a whole bunch last week to upload a whole bunch of audio that I needed to be able to listen to and wanted to be able to listen to from the Overcast app. These are advanced kinds of features that you would expect to see in advanced apps. The iOS podcast app might not be the best app for the power podcast consumer. And I know I'm a power podcast consumer. I subscribe to so many podcasts that at this moment I have 60 unlistened to episodes and I'm catching up on those. And you might be the same way. Maybe you have more episodes that you haven't listened to. You subscribe to a lot of podcasts maybe. It seems that many times us independent podcasters tend to subscribe to a lot of other podcasts as well. So maybe the Apple Podcast app simply isn't the best podcast app for you 
because you're a power subscriber. But for the average consumer out there, iOS 11's podcast app might make it much easier for them to consume podcasts. And I think we should all be advocates for making things easier for the audience. This is one of the reasons why I love having Elsie Escobar as one of our experts inside Podcasters Society. She's a big advocate for the listener, making things easier for them and not talking about the tech, but talking about the value, the experience, the content. And the new iOS 11 podcast app really feels like it's designed with the user in mind, not necessarily the podcaster or the power podcast consumer, but the average user. So some of those new features that are in the new iOS podcast app make it easier for the consumer. Like the new seasons and serial features make it easier for someone to enjoy a podcast in the right order and not miss anything. The new bonus and trailer episode types make it easier to preview a podcast and enjoy extra content. And the app also leverages new and existing tags to enhance the browsing and listening experience by displaying episode types, episode numbers, teaser text, full show notes text, and an option to visit the episode's webpage. And that's all from inside the iOS 11 podcast app. And as a podcaster, you don't have to update all your old episodes to use all of these new features. But doing so could make your podcast appear a lot nicer inside of the new app. I'm certainly doing it with all of my podcasts because I want the episode numbers and other stuff like that to look much nicer inside of iOS 11. And especially if you have a seasonal show, it doesn't have to be a serialized show where you have to listen from episode one, but maybe it's seasonal, like a TV show fan podcast or uh, seasonal like the Boag World podcast that has seasons or the Conversion Cast podcast from Lead Pages. These are seasonal shows that might not have to be consumed in a particular order. So if you have a seasonal show, then I do definitely recommend at least assigning the season numbers to at least your most recent two seasons. And then if you can, go back and assign them to all of your past episodes. But you don't have to do this. But if you do, it enhances the way that your podcast will appear in the podcast app and I believe make it easier than for the consumer. So those are improvements for consuming podcasts inside of iOS 11. iOS 11 also brings new and upcoming Siri integrations. Siri is the personal voice assistant built into iOS and now also into Mac OS. And Siri's default English voice sounds so much more natural in iOS 11. But not only does she sound better, she can do more too. For example, hey Siri, subscribe to the Audacity to Podcast. Just to confirm, would you like to subscribe to the podcast, the Audacity to Podcast? How to launch and improve your podcast by Daniel J. Lewis podcasting industry expert and had a podcast teacher yes okay i've subscribed you to the audacity to podcast how to launch and improve your podcast by daniel j lewis podcasting industry expert and had a podcast teacher try that with your own podcast or other podcasts if you have ios 11 and you'll hear similar results she reads the title and the author to you and then asks you whether you want to subscribe and you can also say things like play the latest episode of the Audacity to Podcast and she'll do it, but that was already a feature in iOS. That's not new to iOS 11. And now that Apple supports an episode number tag inside the RSS feed, I expect you'll eventually be able to ask Siri to play a specific episode number or a season of a podcast. That could make it so much easier to jump to exactly where you want to, especially with Apple coming out 
with the new HomePod, which is their response to the Alexa smart speaker. I think that you'll have more and deeper integrations between Siri and podcasts. iOS 11 also opened more support for developers to integrate with Siri. For example, you can tell Siri to make a new note in Evernote. And I'm sure other podcast app developers will work to integrate Siri into their systems as well. So maybe you could say, subscribe to the Audacity to Podcast with Overcast. Or maybe in those other apps, you could say, play episode whatever from whatever other podcast that you're interested in. I think that there's a lot more potential now that Apple has finally opened up Siri that developers can tap into it, at least to some extent. iOS 11 also brings easier rating and reviewing. Before iOS 11, rating and reviewing a podcast on a mobile device was a huge pain. Even though I recommended pointing people to your iTunes URL, and I hope that you were doing that with a friendly slash iTunes URL on your own domain, like the audacity to podcast.com slash iTunes, doing that might behave weirdly. And this is before iOS 11. If they weren't already subscribed to the podcast in Apple Podcasts, then your iTunes link would take them to your podcast in the Apple Podcast catalog, and they could find the area to rate or review your podcast. But if they were already subscribed to your podcast in Apple Podcasts, your iTunes link would take them to your podcast in their subscription library in Apple Podcasts, not in the catalog. But then once they're in their library, there was no way for them to rate or review your podcast from there. Thus, the only ways you could ensure they would get to the right area to be able to rate or review your podcast would be to use a complicated URL hack or to tell them to search for and find your podcast in the podcast app. Which, doesn't that sound ridiculous to say, I know you're already subscribed to the podcast, but you have to search for it again in order to write a review for us. Uh-uh, that's not very friendly. Well, in iOS 11, existing ratings and reviews, along with the ability to rate and review, appear with the podcast in both the catalog and in your subscription library. So even though your iTunes URL still behaves the same way as it did before, and that is it takes them to your podcast in their subscription library if they're already subscribed, they can easily swipe to below your episodes and then easily tap to rate and review your podcast, all without having to search for your podcast or without having to go to the podcast catalog. They can do it right there from their subscriptions. I think that's fantastic. Apple will still only show the reviews from your country, but that's where MyPodcastReviews.com will help by automatically collecting and sending your latest reviews from all 155 iTunes stores. And with that, you can then save time and better engage with your audience with the power of your podcast reviews. And when you look at your podcast in iOS 11, you may notice perhaps a very old review is the first review that's displayed. And that's because Apple will prioritize the reviews that are marked as most helpful. So if you want a different review to display first in there or a different couple reviews, then suggest to your audience, perhaps through email, a tweet, a blog post, a social post of some sort, something like that. So not inside your podcast, but suggest to your audience which review you would like them to mark as helpful so that you could upvote that one review so it would appear on the front of your podcast listing in the Apple Podcast Catalog and in the subscription library. And I really like this. It makes it much easier for users. Since so much more consumption is happening on mobile devices, iTunes, desktop iTunes, 
is now something like maybe 5 or 6% of podcast consumption, whereas the iOS podcast app is the remaining 60 to 70% that Apple controls in this space. So making it easier on mobile, I think, is fantastic, and it means it might be easier for you to then get more reviews. Just remember, your ratings and reviews do not affect your ranking in iTunes. They are, however, great for other things. I did a presentation on this recently at Podcast Movement, but you can hear much of the similar information in my past episode about ratings and reviews, which you can get through the show notes or going to theaudacitypodcast.com slash ratings and reviews. iOS 11 also brings easier podcast discovery. I mean, easier podcast recommendations. Podcast discovery is really a mythical problem. Yes, podcasters think there's a problem with their shows being discovered. But discovery isn't a problem for the consumers. And ironically, nearly everyone trying to solve this mythical podcast discovery problem is making an app or website that, guess what, has to be discovered. I think they're going about it the wrong way. And besides that, discovery really isn't the problem. Relevant recommendations might be. Uh, There are other problems, of course, though, usability, knowledge, and such. For years, Apple has suggested other relevant podcasts with your podcast or maybe suggested your podcast on other relevant podcasts, but it was only in the podcast catalog entry, such as in iTunes or in the Apple Podcast app. But the most common time someone would see that is when they're finding the podcast for the first time. After that, those recommendations were relegated to stay in the podcast catalog and probably never be seen again. But in iOS 11, those recommendations are now displayed with the podcast inside the subscription library, as well as still inside the catalog. Thus, by simply swiping all the way up, you'll see a you-might-also-like section with other podcasts recommended. And the number of podcasts you would see initially would depend on the device you're using, its orientation and such. But looking at my own listing for the Audacity to Podcast, all but one of the recommended podcasts are about podcasting in some way. And the top two recommendations are School of Podcasting and the Podcaster Studio. Totally relevant recommendations. And the way that Apple is tracking that is they see people who subscribe to this podcast commonly also subscribe to this other podcast. They may also use some kind of keyword relevance with each other like oh we see both of these podcasts have the keyword podcasting or share many of these same keywords or something like that who knows what their exact algorithm is the point is it looks like it's a relevant recommendation and that's much better for users so they can see if maybe they're all caught up on a podcast they can easily swipe up and see other podcasts they might like now As a podcaster, please don't rely on this for boosting your numbers a whole lot. Word of mouth from personal recommendations will still be the most powerful way people find new podcasts, but this could help you a little bit. It may also help you find other podcasts you might be interested in, and I recommend you look at what other podcasts are recommended for your own podcast, and maybe you could discover some people you might be able to partner with or collaborate with in certain ways. Yes, maybe technically competition, but you don't have to treat them like competition. So I like that iOS 11 is bringing easier podcast recommendations. It's not a discovery thing. It's really a recommendation thing. iOS 11 is also bringing analytics for podcasters. If you launch the podcast app in iOS 11, you may have noticed the first time you launch it, 
that it has its own terms and conditions you must accept before using the app. That's because the Apple Podcast app in iOS 11 is now tracking actual consumption of episodes. This means when Apple opens the data to podcasters in late 2017, you'll be able to log into your Podcast Connect account and see how people consumed your episodes. Not only the simple download numbers you get from most places, which are still accurate numbers to get those from Libsyn, Blueberry, PodTrack, and such, but you can see how much people consume that episode. You'll see where they skipped, where they abandoned the episode, how quickly your episodes reached some kind of download or completion threshold, and much more. Seeing this deeper data may hurt your pride a little at first, but it can be a great way for you to know how engaging your episodes actually are. For example, looking at this information, you could learn how much of your audience skips around any part of your episode. Maybe it's your closing, your opening, your ads, or other calls to action. You could learn how much your audience listens to all or almost all of your episode. You could learn whether a particular section of your podcast inspires your audience to abandon it. Maybe that lightning round that you have at the end of the episode is a point where most people decide to bail, or when you play your favorite song at the end of the episode, or anything like that. What this data probably won't confirm is the, quote, ideal length of a podcast episode, unquote. And I've done an episode previously about that, and you can get that link inside the show notes. But there really isn't an ideal length for a podcast episode. It's as long as it needs to be. There's no minute guideline to really say it should be this or shouldn't be that. I do expect we'll see a lot of the public radio podcasters and corporate podcasters claim their data shows shorter episodes might be better, but their data can only apply to their shows. So maybe their shows should be shorter. Maybe their ad spots should be more engaging. Maybe their outros should be different. You can't assume that what applies to corporate podcasters or public radio podcasters can apply to independent podcasters. Every podcast has its own unique audience because podcasting is so much powered by the niche and by passion. I look forward to learning what kind of retention longer podcasts like Dan Carlin's Hardcore History or No Agenda have. That will be really entertaining to see. And I really expect that we'll see very similar patterns regardless of the length of an episode. You'll see people abandon the episode right near the very end of the episode. You'll see a lot of people leave the episode at the very beginning when they decide, ah, this doesn't sound like it's for me, or maybe they clicked on the wrong thing. And you'll see people skipping ads or skipping sections they don't like. Yeah, you'll see all kinds of stuff like that. And I don't think we'll see people completely abandoning an episode simply because of the length of the episode. And if you want to learn some more about stats, then listen to Podcasters Roundtable Round 101, where we had a deeper conversation about all kinds of different stats, including feed stats, website stats, the new stats coming from Apple, and more. And I have a link to that in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash iOS 11, or it may be a simple couple taps away inside of your app. And I know that one of the big concerns with this is I mentioned Podcasts Connect, and you need your Apple ID to log into that and your podcast should be listed in there. However, due to many things that have happened over the last several years in podcasting, you may not have an Apple ID associated with your podcast, or maybe you don't have control of that Apple ID anymore that's associated with your podcast. Apple does know that this is going to be a problem. Some of us are calling it Apple ID apocalypse, And 
already Apple is working on a solution. You may have heard some people mention, or maybe you even received it yourself, an email from Chell Torres from Apple. And yes, it is truly from Apple. And she's asking about what Apple ID should be associated with a certain podcast or confirming that the Apple ID is correct. And they're making those changes. I have a podcast or I had a podcast in my Podcast Connect account that I'd submitted for a client. And when Apple contacted me about it, I said, no, it shouldn't actually be in my account because I submitted this for someone else. It should be in this other person's Apple ID account. So I gave them that Apple ID. And guess what? The next time I logged into Podcast Connect, that podcast wasn't in my account anymore. I assume then that it's in that other person's account. So that means Apple has the ability to transfer ownership of a podcast. Now, my theory here is that they're first approaching the podcasts that are already connected to Apple IDs and Podcast Connect accounts. That's probably their first priority and the easiest thing for them to address. After that, they'll probably then start addressing the podcasts that are either associated with the wrong Apple ID accounts, dormant Apple ID accounts, or maybe no Apple ID accounts associated with them whatsoever. In such a case as that, Apple will probably have some kind of procedure to put some code or verify your ownership of the RSS feed in some way because they know this is going to be an issue. They've anticipated this, and I think it's very reasonable to assume they're working toward a solution that will fix the problem for maybe 99% of all of the podcasts out there. This will require some patience, though. Even when the stats first become available, I'm not so sure we can assume Apple will have this issue completely resolved. They have a lot of podcasts to work out. But the biggest thing I would recommend that you do to prepare your podcast for the analytics, if you don't already have your podcast in your Apple ID account or have access to the Apple ID account that has your podcast in it, make sure that the email address inside of your iTunes owner tag in your RSS feed is an email address you have access to. If it's not, change it to something you do have access to. If you use a tool that doesn't let you change that email address, then get off that tool quickly. I really don't want to call out certain companies right now, but there are companies that don't let you change that email address. They have their email address as the iTunes owner, or some companies will submit your podcast to Apple for you. Gee, thanks guys. But then you can't get it back from them, or maybe you can't put your email address in there. So be very, very, very careful with that. Now, you might be expecting me to not be mentioning SoundCloud, but surprisingly, SoundCloud does actually let you change the email address in there. Unfortunately, SoundCloud RSS feeds do default to feeds at SoundCloud.com, but you can go into your settings in your SoundCloud account and change it to use your email address instead. So that's one thing SoundCloud is doing right. I'm on a couple other things they're doing right, but some other services don't let you do that. You can check the email address associated with your podcast by loading your RSS feed in your browser. And you might not see the exact source with all of these confusing looking XML tags, but that's what you need to see. So click on view source or right click and click view source or something like that. So you're seeing that raw, confusing looking machine code. You don't have to understand everything that's going on inside of that code. But by the way, We did a Podcasters Roundtable episode about what's in your RSS feed explaining a bunch of those tags. But you can simply look for iTunes colon owner, no spaces inside of that, and that will show you the iTunes owner section of tags, and you'll see an email address in there. 
make sure that email address is one you have access to. You would set that inside of whatever tool is creating or enhancing your podcast RSS feed. Like if you use FeedBurner's SmartCast feature, which I really don't recommend, but if you use it, that's where you would change that. Or if you use something else like PowerPress or Libsyn, Spreaker, Podbean, uh, anyone like that, then they probably have a way that you can change the email address to your email address or change it to something that's more current that you have access to. Because I really think that will be the next wave from Apple is to contact those email addresses inside of the RSS feed to confirm ownership of the podcast. And then after that, maybe they would go to the route of having you insert some kind of code in your RSS feed. Podbean, for example, maintains a podcast directory, and you can claim your podcast in the Podbean podcast directory by inserting a special little code inside of your RSS feed. And when Podbean sees that, then they know you have control of the RSS feed, so it's extremely reasonable to assume you should be the one who owns this feed, so you can therefore claim it. Apple might do something very similar, but that's all theory on my part I don't know exactly how Apple will fix it. The main thing is Apple does know it will be a problem, and I'm sure they're working to fix it. So please be patient with Apple. They know you want access to your stats, and they will work, I'm sure, to get you that access at some point soon. So iOS 11 is bringing analytics for podcasters. iOS 11 is also bringing better tools for creators. With iOS 11 comes a lot of miscellaneous updates, among many, many other things for general use of iPhones and iPads. But many of these new updates can also allow developers to make better apps, apps that you might use for creating podcasts or consuming podcasts as well. For example, iPad users can now drag and drop stuff between a whole bunch of apps. So this makes creating content on an iPad much easier. There are many cases now where I don't take my laptop with me. I take only my iPad and a keyboard because I can do so much with the iPad now. For example, you can drag and drop a photo from one app to the browser to put it inside your WordPress post or inside some writing app. Or you can drag a sound effect from one place to another. It makes things a lot easier so that those tools you use for creating your podcast on iOS might be better, and more integrated with other resources you have on your device. Safari, which is the default web browser for iOS 11, also finally supports WebRTC. That's the technology that makes possible multi-ender voice over IP recording tools like Zencaster, Ringer, and Cast. So we might see those tools be supported natively inside the browser. There are some other technical little limitations that those developers are trying to figure out. And so you may still see that they'll make standalone apps and recommend standalone apps, but there could be many cases where a standalone app might not be required for your guest. So they don't have to install something. They might simply tap a link from their mobile device and talk to you through the really good microphone, holding it close to their voice, and you get really good audio from them. Apple also did something else that kind of surprised me. They added a QR code scanner to the native camera app. This makes QR codes cool again. And you can add or subtract however much sarcasm you think that sentence needs. But the point is that yes, QR codes can be read by the native camera app. It's not something like you need to switch to QR code scanning mode or anything like that. It's as simple as 
pick up your iPhone or iOS device, turn on the camera, which could be a simple swipe from right to left, point it at a QR code, and then it pops up a little thing at the top of the screen that gives you the option to take action on whatever that QR code did. Like it could be helping you connect with Wi-Fi or more practically for the sake of podcasting, it could be something like allowing people to more easily subscribe to your podcast by scanning a QR code. See, there's cool potential with that. And having the QR code built into the camera app makes it a lot easier because you don't have to ask people, go find such and such free QR code scanner inside the app store, install it, log in, do this stuff, and then point it at this QR code that's now gone. No, it can be much quicker to get to. So maybe QR codes will be cool again, or maybe not. So again, these things for why I think iOS 11 is great for podcasts and podcasting are improvements for consuming podcasts, new and upcoming Siri integrations, easier rating and reviewing, easier podcast discover I mean, podcast recommendations, easier analytics for podcasters, and better tools for creators. What other things do you think make iOS 11 great for podcasts and podcasting? I'd love it if you would comment on the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash iOS 11. If you are listening through the iOS 11 podcast app, you can even scroll to the bottom of the show notes and tap on the episode webpage link, and that takes you directly to the webpage where you can comment on this episode there. Or just go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash iOS 11. Thanks to Dark Crystal 34 from the United States who wrote in Apple Podcasts. His information on the Audacity to Podcast and other podcast sites slash shows is informative, clear, and very to the point and always unique in that he strikes the perfect balance of nerding out with nuanced detail, but keeping the broad level important points in place in a way that's organized and easily digestible. Kudos for this podcast production information. Folks may also want to check out, and this is... Dark Crystal 34 saying this. This is not me inserting a call to action. Dark Crystal 34 said, Folks may also want to check out Podcasters Roundtable, which includes Daniel with other podcast show guests having round-robin conversations about all things in the podcast production world. Thank you very much, Dark Crystal 34, for that kind review. I wish I knew what your real name was and also what podcast you host so that I could give you a shout-out for your podcast and link to it in the show notes. So if you could go back to the show notes, comment, let me know the name of your podcast and where it can be found, and I'll update the show notes with a link to Dark Crystal 34's podcast. Also, Mark Paul from the United States and host of Overtime Hockey Talk. That's just fun to say, Hockey Talk, Hockey Talk, Hockey Talk. He wrote in Apple Podcasts, I've started my own podcast and his advice has saved me from making mistakes early on that may have otherwise railroaded me and got me off track. Thank you very much, Mark, for that kind review. His podcast is over at othockeytalk.com. And the description for the podcast is, if you've ever sat at the bar talking hockey, (laughs) boy, that's a tongue twister, talking hockey, talking hockey, talking hockey, argued with a friend about who the backup goalie for your team should be, or during the summer, you've said, I can't wait for October because hockey, then OT Hockey Talk is for you. Weekly hockey podcast, teleprompter free, hosted by Mark Paul with Justin Baker, resident goaltender. You can check that out at othockeytalk.com, and I have the link in the show notes for this episode as well. Thank you very much for those kind reviews. I love learning things about you from your review, and I like also pulling insights from this. Like, for example, 
how Dark Crystal 34 appreciates the nerding out as well as the times that I don't nerd out when I'm talking about more broad level stuff. He appreciates the mix. Maybe your own podcast could benefit with some mix. If you're worried about losing your audience by going too in-depth, maybe you might lose some audience members for that one particular episode, but other people might absolutely love it and say, wow, best episode ever. And even if you make mistakes in your podcast, whether your podcast is telling your journey, which is probably full of mistakes as everyone's journey is, or you simply made mistakes in the production of your podcast, I think like Mark Paul points out, It can help your audience avoid those mistakes or even help endear your audience to you because they've seen you grow up and boy, you grow up so fast. Oh, there I go, going all daddy on you. Thank you very much for those kind reviews. You can read these reviews, check out the podcasters' shows, links, and more in the show notes for this episode, number 324 at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash iOS 11. International Podcast Day is coming up September 30th. I hope you'll be celebrating it with me. I'll be presenting during the live stream as well as many others. It's a 30-hour live stream. Check out more information. Find local events near you to celebrate with podcasters. Hey, even if it's there's only one other podcaster in your area and you say, hey, how about we go to a local coffee shop or go out for lunch and just talk about podcasting or talk about life? Hang out with other podcasters, get other people subscribing to podcasts on that day, and let's celebrate podcasting and not make it all about podcasters talking about podcasting, but bring the world into this. Show them how easy it is to subscribe to a podcast in iOS 11. Get them to use Siri to subscribe to a podcast or help them find another podcast that might be a perfect fit for them. And learn more about International Podcast Day at internationalpodcastday.com. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch and improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitytopodcast.com. Thanks for listening and happy International Podcast Day. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.